You found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. On today's episode, we got to talk about the Chicago Bulls having some injury issues mounting. Also, got to talk about now with these issues mounting, did Acme drop the ball, not adding or resetting at the deadline? Look at some buyout candidates, some possibilities the Bulls could go after. And of course, previewing this game versus Boston and how important is it really all that more in today's episode of locked on bulls let's go you are locked on bulls your daily podcast on the Chicago bulls part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, which your team every day. I am Pat, the designer, back at it again. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. As always, please hit that like button. Please subscribe to the page if you're on the YouTube side and leave that five-star review over on the podcast side. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if you your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to get started. All right. This is not good news to start things off, right? Somewhat of, I get a little bit later now, but still some breaking news here. Tory Craig dealing with an injury that seems like it is going to sideline him for the next two to four weeks. Um, de- dealt with this injury, apparently got it while working out. Seems to be uh, that same uh, knee issue that he was kind of having a little bit before. And now... It seems like just a re-aggravation of it. They're going to reevaluate things and and see kind of what's going on there with Torrey Craig. It's a tough one, right? This is a tough loss for the Chicago Bulls. Torrey Craig, not a guy who is a huge stat guy, but you know exactly what he's going to bring. Only six points on the season, uh, but four rebounds, one assist, true shooting percentage right now of 55%. And he's just a guy that does all of the things you need somebody to do, does all the dirty work, gets the job done. He's a guy that when he came back, you instantly felt his impact. And that's one of the things that you really wanted to see remain in this lineup as you continue to move forward. The fact that now you're losing him for another two to four weeks, and he's just being reevaluated at that two to four week mark. That's not him coming back, right? It's a reevaluation of that. Um, I guess if it's the two part of the weeks, right, which it kind of a little bit in the middle last time when he was able to come back, you feel a little bit better about Torrey Craig getting back on the court maybe and giving you a little bit of production before you get to the play-in tournament. But if you're talking about the four in there, right, like you're you're kind of basically saying that Torrey Craig's pretty much done for the year. Yes, there'll be a couple of games left, but you would assume that those are the games where he's going to be ramping back up Again, this is just a re-evaluation as well. And that's going to be a loss for the Bulls, right? Defensively, what Torrey Craig brings, it, it, it was it, when you had to have that defensive versatile lineup out there, Torrey Craig was the perfect person for that. And it just feels like this is another blow to the gut of the Bulls. This is another another uh, uh, problem that they're going to have to find a way to circumvent by playing what? 
small ball. You guys know I've been calling for the death of small ball the entire time we've been watching this team because they just don't do it well enough. And there's too many teams in the league now that do actually have some size that are just going to go out there and kill you. And unfortunately, the Chicago Bulls have some of those teams on their schedule coming up, right? You look at another game versus the the Boston Celtics coming up here. We're going to preview that in the final topic. You got the Pelicans as well. They've got some size there. You got to play the Cavs again. You got the Bucks. You got the Kings, right? You've got teams that have size on their team, and you've got to try and figure out how to circumvent that with that small ball lineup. It's something where things get even harder as well when you look at the fact that you've also you're probably dealing with Patrick Williams missing some more time as well. We got an update on P will uh, from Billy Donovan talking about still dealing with some discomfort in that foot. Um, yes, we had heard that the, the comfort level was kind of coming back, but that, it, you know, it, it was all pre him actually running on it, actually trying to activate those muscles and get himself back going. Um, the fact that Patrick Williams can't run yet is not a good sign as you're heading towards the end of the season. And again, speaks to kind of that lack of size that the Bulls are dealing with right now. You you got to try and find Billy Donovan's got to try and do something that let's be real. Most of us believe he isn't very good at. Uh, he's got to try and find a way to make this roster just work. Um, when when you look at the guys that are left there, right, who you're going to throw out there at the floor, maybe you play some Dalen Terry there. Uh, I guess you could throw Julian Phillips in there for a couple of spot starts as well. But it just it just feels like you 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 really don't have an option there. I love Adama Sinago. Listen, I would love to see him be able to come up and actually get out there and be able to move around and, and try and work some minutes out of this. I think that he is an absolute stud that you may have in the waiting. But Adama Sinago is not a four. Make no mistake about it. And if you're going to play him at the four, right, I mean, you're basically saying we're going to give up on offense. I don't even know if you could put him out there with a drum in a lineup. Maybe you could play drum with the four a little bit. Um, or I'm sorry, play drum with the five, but I, I don't even know if you could put him out there with a drum and lineup, right? That you'd, you'd have to play Vooch at the four. It'd be a small ball lineup. It's just, you're in a bad situation right now with, with dealing with that four position. And you weren't in a great situation to begin with, right? You were dealing with Patrick Williams, who, listen, has played better this season, but has he been the answer at power forward for us? Do we feel like we don't need to upgrade that position? I don't think any of us would say that, right? Me and Hayes had a little bit of a debate about P. Will's uh, uh, trajectory heading out of this, heading into this season, right? And yeah, everybody's done with him being the fourth overall pick. But when you look at Patrick Williams right now, it just feels like that position is still such a question mark. It feels like you have a role player off of the bench playing that, waiting for the guy who can get healthy to step in there. The guy who could have gotten healthy was Torrey Craig. He did get healthy. He worked himself back and then dealing, you know, working out this over to all-star weekend, you end up losing him again. That is a massive shot for the Chicago Bulls right now. And I think when you when you try and figure this out, as, as you look at some of the teams, like I said, that you have coming up here on the stretch, you're going to have to really, really lock in on the uh, offensive end here, right? It's all been about the defensive end. It's all been about how have they been able to stop guys? How have they been able to slow guys down? Now you're going to have to put out almost pure offensive lineups out there. And that's tough to do because when you look at some of the other guys who are missing, right? When you look at some of the other bulls who are now sidelined dealing with injuries and things like that, I mean, 
you still got quite a few people on the roster right now that are out. You got Patrick Williams, of course, right? We just are, just now are adding Tory Craig to that list. Zach Levine, he's out here with some considerable time. That would be how you fix it on the other end, right? And we know Alex Caruso is almost prone to go out anytime. Um, not not to say he's injury prone, but we know how he plays. He's going to be a lot more aggressive. So how do you figure out a way to get this offense going? I, I would say try try and exhaust all your all your options here, but you might actually have to just try and find a gem here in the second half of this season. You might have to put the ball in the young players' hands. You got to think about how much these guys are going to play. Iota Sumu now, uh, uh, Kobe White, and Demar Derozan. You're talking about them basically playing. 40 minutes a night for the rest of this season. We know what that does to the body when you get down to the end of the season. We know how, right, if you get to a play-in tournament, what that's going to end up doing to you when you got to get in those crunch moments, right? Like, there's a lot of issues here that I guess, right, if somebody steps up, you feel better about maybe Javon Carter gets out of whatever this slump is that he's in because he's basically fallen off of a cliff completely here. Um, And maybe you just... Now I think you have to have the conversation on, okay, how do we involve Dale and Terry? Oof. Uh, and how do we involve Julian Phillips more? And we know what the answer is going to be, right? Like I, we can say all of this. We're going to see more Terry Taylor. We're going to see a ton of Terry Taylor down the stretch. That's what the bulls are going to do. That's what they always do when they get into these situations, right? They, they go to the, the, the small ball uh, uh, power forward here, the six, four power forward who can give you the solid minutes. And that's just, it's not an answer. Right, like that's just throwing out the same question that you had before. You're, you're throwing out a guy that's not good enough at the position for you to feel like he's going to make an impact on a night in, night out basis. Yeah, do I like him when he's out there? Sure. Does he give you the rebounding numbers a little bit? Yeah, he'll grab you six or seven boards as an undersized guy down low, right? But offensively, what's he adding to you? That's the part you gotta figure out here. You have you have to lock in on the offensive end at this point because more times than not you're not going to be the 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 uh have the size advantage defensively down there and they're just going to attack you in the paint that's the part that gets scary with this bulls team we got to keep breaking it all down we got to keep going into uh we got we got to keep trying to figure out what's going to be the answer here and I and I'll ask you guys this before we do our ad read right do you feel like the time for the answer has passed already. Did Acme drop the ball by basically doing nothing? If you add, right, maybe you got a player here. If you subtract, at least we know we're subtracting, but it doesn't matter at this point. So we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. But first, I do have to tell you guys all about FanDuel because right now you can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get a $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins bet on all your favorite nba players and teams quick bets live same game parlays exclusive props and more just visit visit fanduel.com forward slash locked on to shoot your shot fanduel official sports partner of the nba now i've also gotta tell you guys all about um LinkedIn. Yes, that's the next ad read we're going to here. Got to tell you guys all about LinkedIn jobs. Sorry, this ad read came in a little bit tiny here. Let's zoom that in so I can read the ad here. 
Uh, LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which make it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have time and resources to go out and just hire. 2.5 million small businesses, though, are using LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job at linkedin.com forward slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com forward slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Again, I got it. We got to I got to get Hayes to send me over the music, right? I don't have the uh, I don't have the you would think by now I would have it, but we never talk about it whenever he's not on an episode. Uh, We do appreciate you guys for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls, though. If you can hit that like button, subscribe to the page and drop a C red in the comments below or the C red emoji. That's always fun, man. Uh, Here's the question that I posed to you guys, right? When you look at where we're at right now, and I know there's going to be a lot of Bulls fans who, okay, listen, we, we, we knew we weren't going anywhere. We sucked anyway. We're, we're 26 and 29. There's no answers on this team. You should have reset it. I, I hear all of that, right? But now do you specifically, let's look at just this moment. Do you specifically look at Acme and say that You've completely dropped the ball on this team by not doing anything because now you're in a position where you can't do anything right now. You're talking about going into next season the big conversation around DeMar DeRozan was, are you going to resign him? Are you going to bring him back? You were far apart on the numbers. You were far apart on the money. That's the only two things that make a contract work. So if you're far apart on those two things right now, you're asking yourself the question, okay, so he's not, is he coming back? Probably not because he was a value in the situation that he was in. Guess what? The situation that he's in is not good. So you're probably in a situation where you're about to lose DeMar DeRozan pretty much for nothing. You're still on Vooch, who is a declining player. I get it. I understood why you re-signed him. I understood why you wanted to bring him back, uh, but you needed other guys to step up. Guess what? Kobe White stepped up. Feels like that was working. Now you got all the injury issues uh, 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 coming in now, right? You had pieces legitimately on this team. Alex Caruso could have netted you first round draft capital. You had pieces on this team where if you add or or subtract, you feel like things could go one way or the other. Now, it would have been very tough for the Chicago Bulls to go out there and add because there's not a lot of teams that were looking to trade away players to add to this team, right? They they, they were trying to take players from the Chicago Bulls. They were trying to get players out of Chicago. Alice Caruso could have netted you, right, the two first-round picks that apparently Acme was looking for, but they didn't want to shop. Uh, They didn't want to trade away Alex Caruso. When you look at a lot of those situations now, right, especially just coming out of all-star break where you felt like it was going to be a time for you to reset. I guess if you feel like, right, you're Acme and you're like, we still want to make this playoff push. We still want to be competitive. Competitive is the word, right? We still want to go out there and fight. Having Alex Caruso on your team right now makes more sense. But what are you competing for? What are you fighting for? I mean, heck, are we literally just fighting for the ninth seed? How are you climbing up? You right now sit three games behind the Orlando Magic. And with three games behind the Orlando Magic, the Magic come out their first games against Cleveland, but their schedule 
a little bit simpler, right? As you start to look through it, they got a couple of games against Detroit. Um, they, they, let me look at the schedule here. Let me pull this up. I had it ready here to go, right? You got you got uh, the Pistons, you got the Hawks, you got the Nets, you got the Jazz, you got the Pistons, you got the Hornets, you got the Wizards. That's a heck of a stretch for the Magic here where they're basically going to say, we're the better team than you. And if they win those games, that separation is going to be created. You're nine. I don't know what to tell you. You're probably not going to be able to catch them. And they actually might be able to climb in the stand Endings. Now it just feels like you're looking up at at teams ahead of you that you have to. And, and maybe if you finished at, at, towards the break better, you'd feel better about this. But finishing 26 and 29, three games under 500, you're trying to figure out, OK, how do we even climb to get to the next spot? Because the teams ahead of us have a schedule that makes it easier for them. Now, injuries could happen. Different things could happen. Anything's possible during the season. But you got to start off by winning some games, and you got a heck of a tough stretch here. And there's nothing that you've added to this team that, to me, changes this team. I've said this a couple of times. You've swapped some of the ingredients out, but they're just different versions of the ingredients you already had. Sure, you had Javon Carter. He's the takeaway for uh, uh, um, Patrick Beverly, except Javon Carter's not good, but Kobe White steps up. Okay. Okay, there's how. Okay, we added that in. Kobe White got more of that Pat Bev mindset. Okay, oh, but uh, but I'm uh, getting rid of DJJ. Oh, we brought Tory Craig in. Oh, but Tory Craig's hurt. Well, DJJ used to be hurt too. So I guess right, like you're doing the same things over and over again. That is the definition of insanity, and I understand. Right, I I don't like it, but I understand that where we're at right now, who our GM is, who our who our president of uh, uh, basketball operations is, right? They're guys that are more willing to stand pat, be patient, wait till a superstar comes through. And that's all it is, right? Like, we're going to find a draft one. We're going to find one in the second round. We're going to try and find one in the first round this year. We're going, right? I believe right now the Bulls are slated for the 12th overall pick. Well, here's the question. Now are you in a position where you have no choice but to try and reset this thing? Because if you're going to be competitive, what are you going to do? Go get Markeith Morris or Marcus Morris, whichever Morris is out there uh, from the buyout market, possibly. Right. Like what what's what's the uh, it's Marcus Morris. What's what's the plan here? Right. Because you you don't have size right now, so you can't compete down low. Uh, you don't have enough offense, so you can't shoot the ball better. What are, are you magically going to bring up Uno team and, and just say that this guy's going to we're going to test him out the rest of the season? Like It just feels like their decision to do nothing has shot the bulls in the foot by the fact that the players on this team not staying healthy has left you looking around like, uh, 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 oh, why can't I think of his name? Y'all know what I'm talking about in. Now I can't even think of the movie with Sam Jackson, right? Well, boys looking around at the at the you dig like I'm I'm tweaking on all of that. I'm I'm just I'm so irritated by Acme right now, dog. I'm so irritated by Acme because their lack of decision making has put the Chicago Bulls where they are now, where you're heading towards an end of a season where you'll probably finish somewhere near 500, maybe a couple of games below, maybe you'll be a couple of games above, right? But no matter what you do, because of the four and 15 start, your team will look the same as it did three games or three seasons ago, two seasons ago, last season, this season. Your team will inevitably be the exact same as it has always been outside of 35 games. And that's a, that's a problem that for some reason they can't see. That's a problem that for some reason they don't want to acknowledge is a problem. 
Your team is not different. And I don't need different dramatically one year to the next, right? I just want to, like something change, right? We make an addition here, our offensive rating should go in the right direction. We make an addition here, our defensive rating should go in the right direction. The Bulls make additions, and literally, we're still a basket difference for the last three years. And for some reason, the people at the top don't see an issue with that. I don't see how this Chicago Bulls team gets better. And as we head towards the end of this season, I think more and more and more, you look at the new guys that are in place, Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley, and they're starting to look real, real close to Garpacks. They're starting to look real. And you know what? I would say maybe we're at a point. Can we finally say this? Maybe we can finally say this. They look worse than Garpacks. Because at least Garpax put a team together that made it to the ECF. At least Garpax put themselves in a position to get the number one overall pick. At least Garpax, kind of, a little chicanery on that one. At least Garpax had a team that competed to try and get to an NBA Finals, right? At least Garpax put a team together. Where's this team? What happened to this team? You have no answers, and it feels like you're not even looking for them. That's where Bulls fans' frustration comes from. That's where Bulls fans look at you and say that you're a joke of an organization right now. Yet again, you're the laughing stock of the NBA. Yet again. Because you're sitting here. And we're now three years into this. And you want to know how funny this is? And and I know I got to get to the to the next uh, uh, topic on this one. But this, how funny this is, is Joel, uh, Super Producer Joel Holt over on the Windy City Breeze. Every now and then, right, we have to talk bulls over on the breeze because it's the Daily Show, it's the Chicago Sports Show. We have to talk everything. He... <laughs> Literally has not watched a single Bulls game this year. A single Bulls game this year. He could talk about the team and you would swear he hasn't missed a game. He can talk about what's wrong with the team and you would swear he hasn't missed a game. That's what this team is right now. That's why it's a problem right now. That's why the Chicago Bulls are what they are. By the way, John Travolta, Pulp Fiction. There it is. <laughs> Remember Travolta's just at the end, just looking around, right? Like, that's that's what it is. I had to pull, bro, I, I could not remember what I was trying to say for the life of me on that one. I had to look it up real quick. I was like, come on now. What, what are you saying? Uh, before we finish this thing out, though, we do want to talk about this Bulls versus Boston game coming up. This is an important game for Chicago Bulls. You got a tough game and you got to hit the ground running. You better hope Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are tired from the piss poor effort that uh, Jalen Brown put together. Jalen Brown's effort was so bad, it exhausted Jason Tatum. That's what you better hope happens here. But first, we do have to tell you guys all about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors 
Mercedes has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep the ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. So as I was doing that ad read, I realized I had the date wrong on that uh, last part for my notes there with the Boston Celtics uh, being a part of this conversation. That is tomorrow's conversation, ladies and gentlemen, that we will have when Hayes is back on the show. So I wanted to run through for today's episode, you guys mailbag comments that we weren't able to get through yesterday. We turned a couple of them into topics yesterday, but today I just want to rapid fire through some of these. First off, appreciate you guys for rocking with us on this. We probably will try to do this once a week week here on Locked On for the foreseeable future because we're going to have a lot of questions about this team. Uh, Michael Hines, 98-22 asks, what can the Bulls do this offseason to become a contender? Is it possible to build around Zach and Kobe? That depends on Zach Levine to me. Um, I think that that really, you you have to look at Zach Levine and try and figure out what kind of player he's going to come back and be. I know what kind of talent Zach Levine is, and it also goes to the want to of Zach Levine. The reason I say that is Zach Levine, to me, when he came back, remember there was a couple of games there, first couple of games he was struggling, blah, blah, blah. But then there was a couple of games there where he basically decided, I'm going to play this Clay Thompson role. I'm going to shoot the ball well. I'm going to try my best to defend. I'm going to be the number two for Kobe White right now. And that was the best version of Zach Levine that we have seen all season. And then it felt like slowly through there, right, it kind of turned back into one-on-one-on-one ball where everybody's just trying to get their shots up. And I think that is the part where you have to have clearly defined roles with this team moving forward. Do I think you can build a contender with Zach and Kobe? I think you got to add a lot of pieces. I don't think that's possible. But do I think that you can build around Zach and Kobe White? I do think that's something that's possible depending on how Zach Levine comes back in the next season. And if he feels like, if he realized, right, has that humbling moment where he's like, everyone hated me this year and I don't know why. Nobody wanted to sign me for the contract I'm on. I might be with the Chicago Bulls for the foreseeable future on this. And and that's kind of where things are struggling with right now, right? Like, I don't know what kind of mindset he's going to be coming back with. Chris Davis, 1945, asks, what realistic trade do you think the Bulls can make with Zach Levine this offseason? I think that that really depends on the Bulls, right? I think realistically they're asking for too much for the player. They're trying not to lose this deal, right? They're doing the, we're not going to lose. We're not going to get worse. We're not going to take a step back. Well, guess what? You've taken a step back just by keeping everybody together. And now the injury concerns are there. I don't think that you're going to be able to go out there and get a great deal, but can you maybe get somebody who is a, uh, a very young player, uh, um, that maybe you see some potential in that they can't see yet. And you're going to get mid-level draft capital and you're going to get pieces that make the money work, right? Like, I don't think that you're going to get anything amazing back for Zach Levine at this point if you were to trade him. And you had, and if you do trade him, you're going into a trade with him with the focus on, guess what? 
we got to build around Kobe. We have no idea what the heck is going to happen with the rest of this team, but we do know that Zach Levine is not the answer on that team. And that's kind of where you have to try and figure out what the future of Zach Levine is with this team, like I was talking about in the last topic. Let's see here. Hayes and Pat, I asked Jamal over on, uh, this is from uh, Geo6676. Shout out to Geo. Uh, Hayes and Pat, I asked Jamal over on Bulls Central, what are your top 10 favorite Bulls players of all time? And is there anyone on the current team that would be in consideration? And if so, why? Uh, Nobody on the current team is in consideration for me. Uh, My favorite Chicago Bull of all time is is, uh, outside. Okay, Michael Jordan, right? Michael Jordan. Um, Dennis Rodman. Scottie Pippen is still uh, an all-time love for me. I mean, like, what he was able to do, right? Like, I, I, I get what it's become, but, like, he was so love on this team, dog. He was so elite on this team. How he played. He, he's the original point forward. You can't disrespect him. Um, I would say Derrick Rose, Lou Dang, uh, Joakim Noah, Lou Dang, This is where it gets tough, right? Those are the big names right there. I was never a Ben Gordon guy. I was never a Ben Gordon guy. I don't know why he just caught that straight, but I never felt like Ben Gordon really gave us any answers. I felt like he was yeah, he was Chris Middleton minus the defense. Um, favorite Bulls here. Okay, I'm at six. Nate Robinson. I, I know, I know. Not a lot of time here, but I loved the time that Nate did spend here, dog. Like, I felt like he was so much fun to watch on this team. Um, and, and he was just, he was one of the most entertaining players. You know what? I'll throw Stacey King in there. Not so much of what he's done as a player, but how he's just been a part of the Bulls. He was a Bulls player. I got to say how he's been a part of the Bulls. Uh, I think that he's a he's an all time favorite for me. Uh, if we're speaking from a player perspective, I, I can't say that I was watching a ton of Stacy King highlights out there. B.J. Armstrong was always a fun one. That puts me at nine there. I think that he was he was somebody that uh, you, you had to have a lot of love for. Uh, and then Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy Butler is probably I'm not going to lie to you. Right. The the the. the Big number guys are always your favorites, right? I love Michael Jordan. I love Derrick Rose, but I loved dudes that would work hard, right? I loved dudes that were like, I'm going to build my name through hard work, defense, and I'm going to put points up. Um, so I loved what Joe Kimno ended up becoming. I loved what Jimmy Butler ended up becoming. De- Dennis Rodman is probably my favorite bull not named Michael Jordan, but both of them are in that category for me. I loved the effort, right? And, and I think that's what Chicago wants to see. And that's why this team feels a little bit better because they I can't say they're not putting in effort. I can't say they're not trying. Uh, would anybody on this team be a part of that uh, list? As you heard, no. Um, Zach Levine is not one of my favorite Bulls all time. Not to say I don't like Zach Levine. I, I think that he's a good player, but I wouldn't say he's one of my favorite Bulls all time. Uh, and Kobe White definitely isn't. Uh, let's see. Do we have any other good ones on here? Da, 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 da. I answered one like that already. Uh, Debo two twenty two eighty eight says with Lonzo probably coming back next season. What do you think this team will stand in the East top five or still in the play in range? Look, the Lonzo that you're going to get back is not going to be the same Lonzo that you let go. And that's the part that sucks about this. That's the part that makes this so tough, right? Plus he's going to hit the court after not playing for two years. What's that effect going to have on his body? How, how resilient is his got body going to be? I'm not going to, 
lie. If Lonzo Ball never dribbled the basketball again for the Chicago Bulls, I would not be upset by that. It has nothing to do with who the player is. It has nothing to do with with uh, uh, um you know, the, me, my feelings about him with the team. I want Lonzo to have a good life. I want Lonzo to be able to run with his kids. I want Lonzo to be able to enjoy his life with his legs working just fine. Now, I know Lonzo's going to say basketball is my life. I'm going to get back on the court. I'm going to go out there and play. But the Lonzo ball that you're getting back is not going to be the same Lonzo. Now, IQ-wise, maybe very similar. I don't think that you lose IQ. I think he's going to be smart. I think he can go out there and he can facilitate with the best of them. But is he going to still be quick enough to get the ball there? Is he still going to have that same step that we saw where he could get those long, uh, uh, those full-court passes, right? Like, there's so many questions with Lonzo. I don't even bring him into the equation anymore uh, when it comes to the future of the Bulls. And I think here's the thing. Maybe Lonzo does work his way back. How much do you trust him? How much? Maybe Lonzo has a good season. How much do you trust his future? How much do you trust the future of Lonzo Ball? If Lonzo comes back and he gives you a, a, a eight nine and and six season. Oh, I'm excited. I love it. I appreciate it. And I hand him his papers and I say, we appreciate you playing for our team. We appreciate you giving us this season. You have a nice life. Because I don't want to see the Chicago Bulls tie themselves to somebody who's at this point, you have to say is injury prone. And it sucks to say, I love Lonzo. I love what he brought to this team. I love the excitement he brings to this team, but he's just not the same player and he's not going to be the same player when he gets back here. And if he is the same player, it's a miracle. But how do you keep him? How do you re-sign him? Unless he takes a ridiculously team-friendly deal. If, if Unless he takes, a, I'll sign here for an Andre Drummond deal. That's a different story, but. I, I just I don't foresee this Bulls team. I don't see Lonzo Ball coming in and making enough of an impact where you all of a sudden feel like, oh yeah, that that's exactly what the Bulls need. Their top five seed. I, I think you're still at best completing for play in, and that depends on the players that you keep around here. But hey, I appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love to another episode of Locked On Bulls. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page, leave that five-star review. Y'all know what to do. Me and Hayes will be back and better than ever tomorrow as we break down that Bulls versus Celtics game where we have to talk about that uh, and anything else Bulls news-wise that breaks. But for Hayes, who is not here, I am Pat the Designer. One love, my boy. Uh, Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Peace.